exclusive episode of The Sheriff. Guys, do I ever have a treat for you? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to close your eyes and imagine something. I want you to imagine two kids from Scarborough that are family friends that grow up with the same dream of playing pro hockey. Now, ladies and gentlemen, these two kids would reach their dreams. They would become arch rivals, but also teammates towards the end of their career. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the world, I would like to introduce to you my special guest tonight at six foot four, 240 pounds. He hails from Scarborough, Ontario. He's played over 300 games in three different countries. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a no-nonsense guy, funny and very loyal. He's my former rival and teammate, but I'm just happy to call him my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my buddy, Mr. Alex Penner, a.k.a. Weapon X. How are you doing today, my man? All right, thank you, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good because you're here. I'm really excited. I was telling you before the show how kind of nervous I get when I have my buddies on my show. And I don't know. I just want to impress everyone and do a good job. But I appreciate you coming. Now, Alex, my style is I like to get right to the beginnings right away. I like to know where people come from and who they got their, their most intense memories from. So now I know your family pretty well. I know that your father was a coach. I'm the same age as your brother, Andrew. I want to ask you about Andrew and your father. I want to ask you about the roles that they had growing up when you were growing up the roles that they had in your playing career, because it was an incredible opportunity for you to have an older brother that played as well as a father that coached. So starting with Mr. Penner, that's what I call him. How was it to have kind of like a coach dad growing up per se? Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, my household was a little, a little different. Uh, my dad was uh, a big, uh, pillar of our family structure and he, yeah. he showed us the way of hard work and dedication as a coach he was a realist and he was not our coach uh, just as like he was our father not our friend growing up and you know what I mean so uh, he was truthful and he uh, let us know um, when he coached me I was probably one of the worst players on the team <laughs> and I was also the 10th player on the team so I uh, had to work hard for my uh, my ice time but uh, yeah he he did not favor his kids if you were not good you did not play so now and, and, I, and I appreciate you saying that because um, it's very honest and and that's what we're all about on the show so now one of the reasons why I was bringing it up is because I had a segment two weeks ago with our buddy Dan Sullivan and Craig Martin, and it was a coaching. It was a coaching episode, and pretty much what we were getting at is the parents that are coaches, how to do it right and how to do it wrong. Sully's about to coach his son, and we were having a discussion about how parents have affected the kids that we know when we were growing up, and how for most of them it wasn't a good thing. Now, the one thing about your dad, bro, is I remember him being so big. He had the beard going. You, you knew he was a serious guy, but he seemed very kind as well. It seemed like he figured it out. Do you think that your dad was one of the ones that kind of figured it out, like how I think? Because um, you know the examples of the parents I'm talking my, about. My father has been very lucky to work beside uh, such great men as Craig Hartsburg. 
yep. and uh, and John Level and guys that went through the Guelph Storm program back in the day. Uh, that was uh, he. So when you're when you're around great coaches themselves and uh, other uh, pro athletes that've gone through the systems. Then you, you get to pick up their little tidbits and get to learn from their knowledge, and then you can bring that to your game. So he's been fortunate to surround himself against great guys. Uh, Mike Kelly is one of them too that went through, and uh, so. But he's he was a OHL goalie coach and OHL scout, yeah. so he knew the game of hockey, and he was very competitive. So he made sure that he taught the kids the the correct way to play the game, mm-hmm. and then he made sure that uh, like we always touch on, we touched on multiple times before. Sports isn't just about winning. And being competitive and stuff, it gets you teamwork. It lets you work with a group. It gets you to develop a goal and how to come together. Like there's yeah. companies out there that thrive for these kind of workers. Yes, people yes. that can bring each other together and bring. And that's what team sports does. They, they get together. They 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 make resolutions to accomplish what they need to do. And they put their personal feelings aside or whatever is going on on the street and in the public and at home. They put all that aside and they get that done. And that's what team sports does. And that's one of the things that he taught us as kids. Is you, you're a band of brothers. So yeah. and you know, out of Toronto, there's yeah. plenty of diversity in Toronto, and then there's no room for that. And you just gotta come together. It's just like the military. Yeah, that's why the military is such a strong point because there's no there's no there's no color no race no nothing it's yep. a goal yeah it's survival it's it's it's, 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 it's to win so that's what that's one of the main things that you got to teach these kids it's just you just got to come together you got to work hard and even though you work hard you know how it is you can work as hard as you want and sometimes you still don't win mm-hmm. you're gonna lose buck doesn't pounce your way and that's yep. life you know what i mean see alex i wish that you were part of the episode i had last week with my brother because i'm loving the points that you just brought up I was trying to do a talking point where my brother, who was way better than I was when we were kids, was a hockey player. He went to a a thousand tournaments. He went to all these tryouts. He did bag skates. He developed characteristics that many kids never get a chance to even develop, right? And he applied all these things to the industry that he's in now, which he's in the show. So I was just trying to point out and I got him to talk about it. And and he was like, you know, commitment, you know, loyalty, teamwork. Like he was, he was really nailing it. And what you just said was an incredible version of that, man. So I really appreciate you. I try to get that out. Not everyone's making the NHL, Alex. How no. many guys did we play with that made the NHL? That's, that's what I said. Like, uh, like everybody's goal is to make the NHL. Everybody cracks it in the driveway, scoring that Stanley Cup winner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to be that Darren McCarty at one point or another. Yeah. And uh, But truth be told, like, I failed at my goal. I did not accomplish my goal. I did not get a tryout. I didn't get a contract. I didn't even get a game. Not even PTO. But I did do more than what most average people have done and did make pro and did have a good experience. Met great guys along the way. Yeah. And gained, gained good personal traits. So I can't, I have no complaints. I wish, I wish I could have done a little bit better, but all in all, I am very blessed with my life that I had. I'm, I'm, I'm glad with everything that's gone. I got to give a round of applause for that, buddy, because I, I'm like, I'm, I'm very proud of you, buddy, because I look at you as a little brother. And I remember the first time that you came on my show, we were kind of talking about the boys, like about Olden, about, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? About Petsalis, about all these guys oh, and yeah. how they would always be like, Andrew's little brother, man, that guy's a tough kid. 
And bro, you turned out to be an incredible human being and tough as nails, like they said. Well, the, the toughness, uh, I believe everyone has a little bit of warrior in them. So you just gotta dig deep down, find where it is. If you want, let them loose and let them enjoy it. But uh, yeah, no, I was, growing up, I was pretty big, uh, I was the baby, the three, three youngest of three boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we all are like a little bit of a mama's boy at some point, so yep. that toughness was, uh, I like to scrap at school and stuff like that, but I had to. I had to earn that toughness. That wasn't. That wasn't always God given. So you have to do. You got to go through some battles and experience some things to realize what kind of man you are. Well, John Morasti recently said a saying that if you haven't lost fights, you're not fighting guys tough enough. Right. Uh, that goes for anything in uh, any walk of life, really. I believe is if you're not pushing yourself and you're not. Uh, failing at goals, that means you're not pushing yourself. And you don't have to fail at goals. Like, failing at the NHL, like, you can't do the NHL as 50. You know what I mean? You can try, but it's not going to work. But <laughs> yeah, but you can, yeah, but you can have, but you have, but you have other goals. Like, I'm a, I'm a union boilermaker now. So I went and got my red seal. So that was another thing. So there's round of applause for that. I'm sorry, buddy. No, but no, it's good. I, I recently learned about the Red Seal thing. Yeah, so it's it's a big deal, especially in the the trades. It's uh, it, it puts you, it's like your honors. You know what I mean? So it yeah. puts you above the rest. It's your masters of trades. It's, it allows you to uh, stand a little bit taller. But it's it's a good accomplishment. I'm. I, I say this, sorry, pardon me. I say this with every podcast I'm on. I am proud that they picked me up, Local 128. Um, I was coming to the end of my career. I yeah. really didn't set myself up. And uh, they took a chance on me. They just saw a, a man, a man that worked hard and is willing to show up on time and show up every day. You know what I mean? So that's a. Uh, so I'm very glad that they they're able to give me, and uh, I love the the career choice that I, I have. It's a lot of fun. Well, I want to congratulate you on the career choice. I also want to congratulate the union for making such a good selection because they're on. And that's the other thing. Like I get it with the trades guys. There's iron workers, boilermakers, pipefitters, the whole world of like vast world out there. And uh, they're all like us. They just didn't make it in hockey. You know what I mean? They all like to have a beer, shoot this up. They're all good families. They all they, they all try to put their best foot forward and try to uh, uh, fi put financial aid for their families and put a roof over that. Give, give their kids the best uh, best opportunities that life can give them. Exactly, buddy. So now there was a key word that you said a few minutes ago, and that was everybody has the warrior in them, right? It's just a matter of finding it, right, Alex? Yeah. So like. Obviously, my base for this show is people that appreciate tough guys, right? They really appreciate them. And I know that the, the audience and listeners have a lot of questions that they're wondering. Like, they're seeing us together. They know that we fought. They know that we're buddies. They also know that we were teammates. So now, what I want you to tell them is, when did you first start fighting? When did you first realize that you could do this role? Like, how young were you, and do you remember the team that it was with? Uh, I think my first fight was Don Mills Flyers. I think it was like Bantam. So and GTHL? I think it was like a, yeah, it was with GTHL the cages. The cages. And uh, yeah, I went the cage. I think I had like two fights, but it was the same thing. And you know what else is, uh, I played with was uh, Jeff Weiss, Stephen Weiss's brother. So me okay. and him were like the two young brothers. Yeah. And like, we had to earn our spot and do our stuff. But he fought a couple of times. It was really? funny. Yeah, with the cages. You had to learn how to rip the cages off. <laughs> but uh, when I knew I could do it was, I guess, when you get in your late teens. Yeah. Like around 16, 17. Yeah. And then. Uh, 
you're more of uh, the bigger boys with the, the other boys. You kind of handle yourself. It's, but uh, I think the big step for most fighters is when you make that step to pro. Yeah. And then you start fighting men. Yes. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there you get your odd freaks like Zach Sertini that are like little man childs in mm-hmm. OHL. Yeah. But when you got a man that's 35 that has man strength and he's been wrestling pigs back in the farm for the last 30 years. <laughs> Like, yeah, good luck with that, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a whole different uh, world. And uh, uh, and then, like we're saying with the Warriors, uh, yeah. um, the Warrior inside you, it's, uh, it's, it's a good feeling when your teammates appreciate it. Oh, yes. You know what yes. I mean? Because Great point. You, don't, you just do it because that's what needs to be done, and that's just the type of person you are. Mm-hmm. But it is nice when they do come give you a tap on the, on the shoulders or on the pads and let you know, thanks, thanks for having my back. I, I look at that, just to add to that, I think that was the most rewarding thing when I was playing, to have teammates say, you know what, Mac, I, I re- I'm really happy that you're here tonight, man. We heard that you might not play, we, you're playing, thank you, man. Like Guys would thank us yeah. for being there, because literally, they would be completely different players if we weren't there. Yeah. So I think that kind of gratification was the best. How did you feel about that type of thing? That was that was good. Probably number three. Yeah. I think the the roar of the crowd after a fight was number one. Okay. And yes. then and then a nice cold beer after the game was probably number two. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And then and, and, That's and, awesome. and then the team's going, hey, thanks for that. You killed them. Like, oh yeah, you know, you were. Like, number three. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love the roar of the crowd. It was like a yeah. gladiator stadium. Like did you watch Gladiator, yep. Russell Pro, it was it was like that. You just felt like you were just on show for everybody to watch, and it was two men in, one man out. It, yep. was, it was a great, it was a great feeling, and just to survive those battles, like battles I had with you, Hoffman, Morasti, like uh, well-known people that have yeah. established themselves before me in the league. And to go up to that and to survive, and then obviously, like we went round two, yep. and then now you get to learn and you get to feel better and you feel more confident. And now you're like, all right, yep. we're more equals now. You know Studying, what I mean? so yeah, so you're getting into that. But it's a, uh, yeah, it's it's a good one. Great on, man. Hey, I, I love it when you're getting into these talks because I'm just getting fired up just 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 remembering it. So now you did mention the roaring of the crowd, the Gladiator Stadium, right? So now, Alex, like. I'm, I'm a former player, but what I say all the time is that I'm a big fan. And, like, I've been following you since you turned pro because you were one of my really good buddies, little brothers that I've known about for so long. And then, obviously, we became friends. But, dude, the Colorado Eagles, your time with Colorado, man, like, I, like obviously, we, we share some of the same friends. Dan Sullivan, who was my guest a few weeks back, I mean, the stories that this guy told me about when you were there, the national anthem, Alex, facing the opposite way of the rest of your team and just staring at the opposite team. And, dude, if I was the guy on the other team, I'd be like, oh, man, why does this guy have to be like this? <laughs> like, guys were probably just, you know, so tell me a little bit about that and tell me how that roar of the crowd would get you going. Because, dude, I see oh, those highlight I was, videos. I was – I – Took my uh, from the what is it the Michigan team the, the basketball team yeah where they were just ruthless ruthless I was ruthless I would play mind games with people people knew I liked to party and stuff so I played on that let them think I'm a little bit more wiry than yeah. I usually am oh yeah I like I let them think 
their own, let them create their own monster. But you, you just answer the door with your own monster, and then like hopefully everything allows out. But yeah, I used to, I used to do very malicious things. Look up their house address, tell them we're going to get them. Like find out what their families are. Like Facebook them, creep them out, go at them. Like just get in their wow. minds. Anything to take them off their game. Anything to stop you from thinking about this game all over you. This mind, this mind trip. Because that was the difference between uh, like NHL and American League guys. This consistency and just that mental imagery. Yeah. Like just being able to accomplish and stay and stay stay strict and block out those outside voices and people just coming at you and negativity and stuff, saying stuff like, "Oh yeah, talk, get it right off their game." Wow. I wouldn't want to play against you in the playoffs, dude. <laughs> I got you two weeks in a row. I couldn't even imagine the things that you could do in that amount of time. Oh yeah, like well, you just gotta, you just gotta. It is you're, you're there to win. It's funny because yeah. like it's uh, I used to play rugby and it's the same thing. On the rugby pitch, you would like hit them in the nuts, clean them, try to rake them. So you're, you're really dirty. But afterwards, you're having beers with them, going, "Hey, good game, right on!" Like all's forgiven, right? Yeah. And, like some people don't like that. And some yeah, people, yeah. some people that still know me or play against me, if you meet them down the street, they'll say I'm an a-hole. Yeah. But uh, but truth. Like yeah, it's that was my job. I thought I did my job well, and the job's over. Punched out. Let's move on. <laughs> I agree with you. I I agree. We just got we got a lot of people walking by here, and um, just before I move on, at, here here at the locker room studio at Bottom Line, the place is absolutely rocking, ladies and gentlemen. We got we got Penner fans that are all over the bar, but. Uh, we're we're containing them. We're holding it down. We got yeah. We got a chant going here. But so Alex, the other thing I wanted to get to with the whole Colorado thing was the opportunity that you got to play with your older bro, man. Right? Like you guys got to play pro together for a franchise that when they were in the CHL. They probably should have been in the ECHL. When they're in the ECHL, they should have been in the AHL. And now they are. Are they now in they, the AHL? They, <laughs> no matter if they're in the e, e, East Coast or the Central, they should have been in the American League. Yes. They treated their players unbelievable. They were packing their rink all the time. Mm -hmm. It was uh, it was a pleasure to see what what level of professionalism a team can actually be at and operate at. And once you see that. Uh, once you see that you're that level of operations, then you see where level everyone else should be at. Yeah. But they they also expect you to perform as well too. Like they they treat you well, but you better perform to answer the bell. And uh, yeah, it was dance all of it. It was great. Me with my brother it was also amazing. And like you said, people growing up, like my brother was also a big role model in the growing up. Mm -hmm. And to be able to play with him was unbelievable. Their story is still now in Scarborough from going up in uh, Moen at oh. high school. But uh, like Pierre, uh, Autumn always, uh, Dylan's sister, uh, yeah, always yeah. talks about Andrew used to get up at 40 degree weather when it's humidity, 35, humidity, 45, the garbage still go running. He still go running. Everyone's like, oh, it's too hot. People aren't working. My brother was still running. Was With four, the garbage bag. Oh, yeah. Right? He, was, he was doing, he was just doing crazy stuff. People were like still like hung over from the, the prom or whatnot. And he was, uh, he was, he, he was dedicated. He, he did really well. He was accepted to like five Ivy Leagues. Was, he, he chose OHL because statistically it gets you better. And he yeah. did accomplish what he wanted. He, he signed. He signed with Columbus and yeah. signed with Pittsburgh. And yeah. he had a cup of tea up there. But it was it was nice. But to play with him was huge because it was finally I got to summer hockey with him and play with him and stuff. But uh, to actually have a season and win and uh, to go to the finals with him was, it was huge. We had a lot of fun. It was a good way to end our careers, or, yeah. uh, his, and uh, 
right? Yeah, I'm so glad it happened. How old were you guys at that time? Oh, yeah, maybe he was thirty. I was probably like twenty six or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So man, you guys were you guys are pretty much both in the prime of life. Oh, right. Yeah, King Kong. Yeah, oh, twenty five. Not private life. I'm. I got the some, beginning. I got some time. I'm ready to go. The here. beginning of the prime. Uh, well, for for athletes, yes. Yes. I yes. always say athletes should be single until your career is done. Uh, it makes things a lot easier, and you don't have to worry about things. You know what I mean? So uh, if you're if you're serious about your career, you should probably stay single until you make. Especially if you're going to the minors. Yeah, I agree with that. If you get if you get drafted first round and sign a million yeah. at eighteen, you, you got can, some you can keep you can keep her if you want. I guess yeah. so I don't know. You got some options for sure. So yeah, I mean, like with Andrew, like I remember, and he even signed. Like I think he signed like a year early with Columbus, didn't he? Like when he was like nineteen. Uh, well, yeah, like, you'll was, have to was, get him out. Uh, hopefully one day you have him on your podcast. Yeah. but he was uh, in. He was an invite. The funny thing is, that's when you found out how NHL draft works. There's only so many guys that are drafted that they actually want. After like the fifth round, it's just who's that guy? What's yeah. that guy? You got a name for that guy? Like, oh yeah. And they told my brother they would have drafted him if he showed up to the draft. He's like, what? So he got an invite. Outplayed Pascal Leclerc. They signed him. Pascal Leclerc was first, uh, yeah. first round, first rounder, you know, yeah. Like, like, yeah, he was unbelievable. I think so. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so he played him, uh, and he got signed. He did well. He did really well. And, like, I, I just remember, like, just being so inspired because it was a year before I signed with Buffalo, and I'm like, man, Pez is already under NHL contract. This oh, yeah. is incredible. I was very impressed. So, dude, I, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it up a little bit because we got an opportunity to go somewhere overseas where we were able to play against each other we both weren't there for very long, but I'll tell you what, it really influenced me a lot. I'm talking about the UK, me being in Dundee, you being in Nottingham. Now, I believe that similar to what you did in Colorado, once again, you went above and beyond. And what I mean by that is your character was bigger than anyone else in the league. You were definitely the best entertainer. From the first game, Alex, I remember watching it on Sky TV and you just grabbing Hoffman and just not wanting to stop. And Hoffman had like the seatbelt going on and you were just like, no, I'm entertaining my crowd. And that's what's happening. And bro, I, I loved it. I loved it. We had some great battles. But before I get into that, I just want you to talk about your experience in England. Like that was your time overseas. Quebec, we were kind of imports too, but England was the real import. Yeah, no, in England was, uh, it was amazing. It was a good time. I think I, I think I tasted all the beer that I could over there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was it was a fun time. The the gentlemen there were good. Uh, the team was great with me. Um, I, I, I'd go back to England and play, and now I'm a boilermaker. I'd go there and actually work over there. Wow. But uh, but no, um, it's it was fun. It was really good. Belfast was fun. Like, yep. like Nottingham, Sheffield, Belfast, they're really good three places. Cardiff yes. is good. Yep. Like they 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 have some good little hot spots over there that you, you can do really well. Uh, hopefully the hockey gets better. Hopefully more guys keeps going over there and doing well. I know they're known for their fighting. They like their fighting. Every yep. I. I believe every English man over there likes their fighting. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it was fun. And um, yeah, I would do it again. Yeah. So now when we were both over there, we did a radio show, which was a promotion for our game because I was there the year before Alex. And when I came back for the second year, all I heard about is Nottingham has weapon X. Nottingham has weapon X. So us knowing each other, obviously, 
with with how I kind of played against the Panthers the previous season was similar to how Brad Voth played against Belfast the year before I got to Belfast. They probably really needed you to kick McMorrow's butt. They needed you to do that, right? And, and, and you did. I think it was more not to try to like, kick your butt, but it, I think it was more just to protect them. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe if it's like uh, it seemed like their 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 guy before that it was just like sacrificial lamb, like it's one of those things. Like, oh, we're playing uh, Captain McMorrow. Yeah, like oh, just sacrifice this guy, <laughs> and maybe when he gets his blood, he'll leave the rest of us alone. Like, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. they took a different approach with it this time. Yeah, like, they try to get someone that could. Uh, hold their own and protect their guys, and then yeah. at least give them a little bit more confidence to come back at your at your team, right? So yeah. your team was good. So now, I obviously we've had a show before, and I was very humbled one time when I saw one of your interviews, and the question was, I think it was, who are you most proud of fighting, or or who is the toughest guy that you fought? And I just got like I won the lottery. You, you said me, man, right? And, 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 and I was touched by that. Now, I think that our two fights are at the top of the list for my fights in my career. We had some really good tilts, man, right? How do you think those went? I, I see they were both draws. Oh, yeah. How do you think it went? Uh, yeah, like, well, the first one, the first one, if anything, uh, maybe give you the upper hand on it. Like, you came out strong. You did your old switch to the left and came out, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't stop the left, and I had a game caution. Then I tried to go left and left, and I was like, my left isn't as quick as his left. So then we got back, and I, and uh, then I kind of got lost in the jersey, and then found myself. So I, I, I held my own. I didn't get my ass, hey, uh, uh, beaten, but. It's uh, but definitely you can count it as a draw. But I think you got an upper hand. The second one was a lot better. Held my own. A lot of a lot of back and forth. I give yep. that one a draw. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like when you when you fight a couple times, you start giving more and then more and then and then it gets to the point where it's like anyone has this one. Yeah, two big boys going at it, right? Oh, yeah. Like like and that's the biggest thing is when you have two big guys going at it, one punch can do a lot of damage. It could end everything yeah, in one punch. So, and that, I think that's what the fans were waiting for. Yeah. So, like, but I think we put on a good performance. We, we gave you, uh, did. I think you like, busted me up and I gave you a shiner. Yeah, I you did. Oh, so, you gave like, me a really good shiner. Yeah, so that, that's what I mean. Like, and uh, It's like me and Sawyer when we always fought. We always, uh, he always gets me and I always get him and it's always a good fight. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the thing is at the end of the yeah, you wanna you wanna fight each other and you wanna like challenge each other and stuff. But yep. at the end of it, you're still friends. You're like, and then yeah. you're like, you know what? Let's do that again. And you're like, <laughs> and it's a good battle between men and just going at it. And then it's nice to see the camaraderie, and it's nice to that you can always have have a go for a beer and a pint or a smoke afterwards. Yep. You know what I mean? And talk about it, and then <laughs> then later on walk away from that, just going, I'll get you next time. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, see, See, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get her going. Oh, we got a, we got a rowdy crowd member here. So, so, I love, I love. We're just we we got security containing the crowd, ladies and gentlemen. So, so I love hearing you explain that stuff right there. I always say the term "real fighters" know that it's impossible to win every fight. Real fighters can say when they really didn't do good, when they did okay, and when they did really good, because it's a sport. It's a sport. And when people realize that, that's when you can have a career. It's the guys that look at it like 
everything's a fight from the schoolyard and, and you got to hold grudges and, and this and that. Those are the guys that last only a couple seasons, man. You had a great career and it's your mentality that allowed you to do that because you looked at it as a, as a sport of honor where you're representing your team, city, and, and logo on your jersey. So, I mean, I, I love it, Alex. I love it and when you explain it like that. It gives the, the viewers and listeners so much insight and I appreciate it, buddy. So now, well, also, I, yeah, I, I really, I was going to say, I also didn't really set myself up for success after my career. So I was hoping that I'd probably just take a bad hit and just end there. And that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hear you. But like, lucky for me, everything worked out and it's all good. And I didn't have to go to that extreme. Yeah. But like going through it, like, yeah, I just wanted to, just wanted to fight to the end. Just yeah. fight. And like, if you're 25, 22, you don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just out every night being an idiot. So, oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? You just want to die on the ice and then give your give your all. But, I, uh, I absolutely love it, bro. So, like, we're – like, the thing about you, Alex, is you're so interesting. You're so complex that I could probably have, like, three straight shows with you in a row. There's a couple things I want to squeeze in, though, before we go because we had an opportunity to play on the same team. Yeah. Like <laughs> – I that year, like I felt so different because I think it was the only season, ladies and gentlemen, where I had multiple teammates that could beat me up. Right? <laughs> we had a lot. We had a lot of depth of toughness up there. We had a lot of depth uh, of toughness, and man. It was uh, it was really good. You had me and you, uh, Levite, Gabby, Rock. It was uh, and, Gabby, then, and then Bernier. We had like we had we had a lot of guys. Burns. Like, yeah, there was it was good. It was a uh, it was a good team. It was good to play with you finally instead of against you. Yeah, and then uh, it was nice to share the love with people. Yeah, so that's a good thing with the the teams that have fighting depth is you don't have to rely on one guy. That's you it. know, if you're the one guy, you're getting your hands broken, your face and your shoulders and everything. When you can share the load, it puts a little longevity to your career, puts a little longevity to your health and well-being as well. So, two quick questions: Our former teammate Gabby Rock, toughest guy pound for pound that you played with. Pound for pound, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Morassi's up there, man. That you played with. Yeah, I played with. Yeah. Yeah, Gabby played with Pound. Oh, Fraser Philippic, buddy. Oh, yeah? Fraser Philippic. Okay, right on. Our man. Big I shout out. Big yeah, shout out. That guy was, he was small. He can play. He can hit. He was crazy. And you know what? I would love to, like, Gabby had a good rock, but, yeah, watch Fraser Philippic if you have a chance. He was good. Colorado Eagles. Legend. Best tough guy coach that you had in your career. We were now we were talking about Dean the Machine earlier. For me, it was Diener, Litigascos. Oh, uh, okay. tough guy coach. Yeah, uh, like I, a coach that you had that understood the role the most, and you were able to make your best uh, performances. Danny Lambert. Okay, Danny Lambert, Sault Ste. Marie. He has a little bit of experience in the a little category. bit, and he shared his experience. He was the guy. Oh my god. He was awesome. He'd, get, he'd tell you how to get into the corner and how to like wedge guys in to get the puck. Would he actually like nudge you and probably oh, show oh, you? Oh, he showed you. <laughs> he got down there and he showed you. Like that guy just retired and he still had it in him. Yeah. And then he had his little kids running around and there were little Denny Lemaire's with a little big head on him. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, Denny was the best, man. It was him, Craig Hartsburg. We had a great team up there. Jeez. Oh, yeah. It was Tyler Kennedy. Like we had some good guys up there. It was awesome. And uh, oh, yeah, Denny Lemaire. He was going to teach you a thing. Too many cameras nowadays, but my trick back in the day was either, like, if we got into the corner, yeah. I'd just step on your skate and just cut your laces. Just cut your laces. See, you're gone for 10 minutes getting new laces. <laughs> Man, you're not playing. you got to get new laces. What? 
That's yeah. a big Bundy Cup. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get. It's about winning. Like you gotta anything to win. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Like you got to win. Arnold Schwarzenegger said that. Yeah, that's yeah. the key of this game is winning. So if I can get their goal scorer or their best defenseman off the ice for ten minutes because he's got to get new laces, then that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not the best player, so I need to figure out other ways to get other people off the ice. Either injure them, hurt them, equipment, something. I absolutely love it, Alex. This is incredible. We're going to end it on that good note there, buddy, because I really appreciate you coming on. We've gone over. I'm sitting here. I think if I was sitting, I'd be on the edge of my seat listening to you, buddy. You're on the edge of your toes right I, now. I know I am. I can't, I can't stop moving around. I'm getting so fired up from your stories. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, man, dude. Man, no, thank yeah, you for me, that was it, Much man. Appreciated. Like, like I, I really appreciate you coming on. We got the crowd into it and everything. And um, we're going to catch you next time, guys. Woo!